What's good? It's your girl Bianca, and welcome back to yet another episode of Are You Alone? But what I'm actually asking you is, are you achieving life on natural euphoria? I hope everyone has been doing well because I know a lot of people are busy decorating or maybe they're getting things set up for the holidays or they probably grinding so they can get their loved ones some presents. But I mean, if you're like me, which is broke, then you'll probably be hitting people with the whole, my presence is your present for this year. And you know, my family's probably heard that for the past four-ish years, so I know they're sick of it and they're like, okay, come on now, like, um, you know, provide. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you can't afford presents this year, then it is okay, because as long as you're grinding and you're doing your best to stay up, then one day we're gonna make it. I'm with you in that category. We're gonna make it and we're gonna be able to provide. But we also gotta remember that all the things that we go through are gonna be at our own pace. We're gonna experience things at different times and all of that will just help us get to where we need to be. However, with that though, I just wanna say we gotta also recognize the moments where we make mistakes because it does happen. You know, we're human, no one's perfect, but it's always how we respond to the mistakes that will ultimately direct our paths. Now, I know I've said this in a previous episode, but life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. And I truly, truly, truly believe that because we could choose to be angry and be mad at the world for the things that have happened to us. And I can see why some may just naturally gravitate towards that because one, it's kind of easier to do than to actually really dig deep and reflect. And it's also easier to kind of blame other people or just things for some of the shit that's happening. Um, but the other side of that is we can also choose to hold ourselves accountable for the mistakes that we've made. And just like last week's episode when Ollie had said you're punishing yourself because it's the easier thing to do than to change. And if you're not really sure what I'm talking about, then I highly encourage you to go check out last week's episode because I had talked about a conversation between Rue and Ollie in HBO series Euphoria. So by him saying that, if you think about it, you're punishing yourself by being angry, mad, or upset at the world and others because it's the easier thing to do than to actually change. And I know many of you could probably think to yourself right now, well, you don't know what I've been through, so I have the right to be mad. And you're 100% right, I don't know what you've been through, but I can at least try to be empathetic with your circumstance to understand. You just gotta communicate that with me so I can, I can attempt to really be in your shoes. And while I'm being empathetic, I sure as hell don't want you to be angry and mad or upset because I've experienced those emotions and those feelings and they suck and I wouldn't want someone else to have to go through that. So at least let me try and help you get out of these emotions and these feelings you may have towards others, the world, or even maybe sometimes yourself. But in order to really help, there's going to be a little bit of change that is needed. And obviously change isn't easy either. It's going to be a process and it's definitely going to take some time. 
but I know what I can do is just try my best to be patient with you and I mean I don't even know who is listening right now and I may not even know who you are but whatever it is that you're going through I need you to know that it is going to pass and I need you to stop hanging your head and looking down for a moment and instead try and take a second and look up because there's a beautiful path that lies ahead and I need you to allow yourself to take it You are enough and you are capable of walking or going down this path. I get that the uncertainty is scary because there are bound to be obstacles that arise, but I don't have a doubt in my mind that it's not something you can't make it past. And I believe in you and I sure as hell know you got people in your corner who also believe in you. So try to stay patient with yourself and with others because it's a full on process that won't happen overnight. And if you do need help, please be sure to reach out to people you trust or even maybe services that can also provide the help. And if you know of someone who may be struggling, you know, just just reach out, check in on them. Even if you don't really know the person, you know, just be kind and once again, just please be patient. However, for this episode, we are going to be talking about mistakes lessons learned and how it can help us change into the person we want to become or as i like to call this episode a little bryson tiller right my wrongs now this episode took a lot of reflection but it's kind of a compilation of reflection periods over the past few years there will be some of you who are listening and maybe like you used to be like that or there might be some of you who are listening and you're like yup that's the bianca i knew Um, But I think it's also very dependent on when you met me and the way that I break it down is if you met me before I was 20, I would just like to apologize to those that I may have been an asshole to. Now, during my reflection periods, I realized that 20-year-old me thought I had it all figured out. I thought I knew myself like the back of my hand. I thought I knew what actual self-love was and I mistook pride for confidence. I was very hard-headed, I was very stubborn, and I was also very stuck in my ways. Little did I know that 20-year-old me was actually very fearful of the unknown. I was afraid of accepting the misunderstood parts about myself. I always felt like I had something to prove, and I was also way too insecure to really live authentically. So the hard-headedness and the stuck-in-my-way mindset was really just part of a front that I kind of always had to put up. Now, one thing I do want to touch on before I continue is my accountability episode. If you haven't heard of that one yet, go check it out. Um, But in that episode, I had said the choice to learn and unlearn certain things are the decisions made by myself. Now, to learn certain behaviors or thought means that there is a lack of knowledge, but this also goes the same with unlearning behaviors or thoughts. The lack of knowledge can come from not being aware of how your behavior or your thoughts can negatively affect those around you. Now, like I have said before, the lack of knowledge can come from many things. It can come from how a person was brought up, the geographic location, and maybe any generational, social, or cultural awareness and or unawareness. So that's just something to keep in mind while I continue on with this episode. So like I was saying, younger me was still very set in my ways, both culturally and socially, meaning by my family and the small town that I grew up in. Now growing up Catholic, which is a very old school by the book religion, any type of sin meant that you were not a good Catholic, meaning if you did any of that, you would go to hell. 
And so that meant no drinking or doing drugs, no sex outside of marriage, no lying, no being gay or liking the same sex, uh, no having abortions, and just no bad things in general. And growing up in an Asian American household, I was also taught that showing my emotions could sometimes come off as as that I was sensitive or I was weak or I couldn't take a joke and you know we needed the mindset of you need to have thick skin if you want to make it in this world and be treated the same and then another thing about growing up in an Asian American household was you needed to have a successful career or you may looked at as a failure in the other aunties and uncles eyes now that wasn't so like concrete within my family it wasn't like you know Mulan you you know disgrace our family but there would be some talk around your choices and the decisions you made and since i was brought up this way pretty much everything that i mentioned was what i had believed meaning i was judgmental towards those who drank and did drugs who didn't practice a religion who were always emotionally unstable who decided not to go to college after high school to get a career and to those who liked the same sex. And I was also very vocal about these opinions, making others who did those things pretty uncomfortable in their skin. And the way that I look back at it now, it was like a different form of microaggression. And if you don't know what that means, it's basically a subtle comment or behavior that most of the time is unconsciously or unintentionally said or did but it does express a form of discrimination towards a member of a specific group. Now, although unintentional, the continuation of saying those comments or behaving in such a way, especially after people have made you aware of your actions, is just straight up arrogance. So this is where the episode comes to. I'm going to be touching on the moments of arrogance because that's just part of me righting my wrongs. Now, as I got older, some of those judgments kind of just fell off because as I grew up, I was just like, and you know, people are going to live their own life, so be it. But the first wrong I want to touch on goes to those who have been a victim of my emotions exploding and being projected onto them because I was taught that showing emotions meant that I was weak. I'm going to dive in into one of my misunderstood parts about myself, but... I am a file keeper of people's insecurities and I label it as ammo just in case I need to use it against them if I ever feel threatened by that person. So just keep that in mind while I tell this next story. So I had a best friend in high school who I was pretty close to, meaning I knew most of their secrets and insecurities because that's just kind of what you learn when there's trust being built. However, during this time of our friendship, I was also dealing with my parents' divorce, and instead of letting them know how I was feeling with my parents' divorce and maybe small things that bothered me about our friendship, I just kept it to myself instead because I didn't want to show my emotions, even though there was a lot going on at that time. Now, I was mad because I was having to go back and forth every other week to see my mom or my dad. You know, we had just sold my childhood house, and I felt that since my parents never really loved each other, that I wasn't even brought into this world by love. And when they also spoke negatively about one another, I just felt like they were taking a shot at half of me. So there was just like a lot going on. But I eventually had left for college and I thought that the stresses from my parents' divorce would kind of just like fade away or go away because I was gone. However, I would have to come home for a break. And the first break that I came back home to was, you know, the holiday season. So it was the first time that we were celebrating Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, not together and not as a family. 
So there was, you know, there was a lot of adjusting and planning happening. That way, my sisters and I could spend time with both of our parents on these holidays. And well, to add on top of things, when I was home for break, my friend and I got into a slight argument over something that was really, really small when I look back at it. But that was the tipping point of all of my emotions. And since I felt attacked by their small comment, I literally blew up and went through all of the files of insecurities to say mean and hurtful things that I knew intentionally would break them down. And I completely ruined our friendship. And truthfully, any type of surface level apology uh, was not going to make up for the things that I had said. I pretty much had just said that you're a trash friend and that I'm the only one who actually makes an effort in our friendship, which was 100% completely untrue. And because of this, I had lost someone who had meant a lot to me. I had broke the trust between us and really what was left of our friendship was just the memories that we had. Um, I was just disappointed in the way that I had acted and I was also hurt that our friendship was no longer a friendship. But then again, I thought back to it. If I was hurt, I couldn't even imagine their feelings, which I know was probably like 10 times worse because here's someone that you just like trust with like everything and they just like use that to as like a glove to just punch you in the heart. Like in my mind, I think it's it's it was pretty messed up of me and I do apologize um, for that if they happen to be listening. But moving on to the second part of me reflecting on my arrogance goes towards those who I've made uncomfortable due to their sexuality. Now, my religion came into play some of the times that this happened, but there was also internalized insecurities being projected because of their confidence to truly be their authentic selves. And like I had said, I was definitely the type to voice my opinion, so I would say small things like, oh, I'm not homophobic, I just don't like when they flirt with me, or I don't think I could ever be with a girl. And I definitely had the stereotypical idea between religion and sexuality as my mindset. Now here's where my arrogance would come into play. I would say these things and I would say these comments, but then I'd be offended when a friend of mine would come out to other people, but not me. I literally had a best friend that came out as a lesbian and I found out through other friends. I also had teammates that were dating girls but they would never really talk to me about their relationship even though I was really happy that they were happy. See I was offended because I was like you can trust me with anything you can tell me these things but then again it's like how, why would I want to tell someone something when they're literally jabbing at who I am. See, I never thought I was actually offending anyone because they just seemed very confident in their skin, but I never really took the time to consider those that were in the, you know, confusing stage of understanding their sexuality, and they weren't quite comfortable in their skin yet. So really, I was out here promoting others to not love themselves, and that was just super selfish of me, and, you know, I really do apologize for that, because once again, that's just me being arrogant and really not not seeing things through a lens outside of my own. But now I want to go back to what I had said earlier when I had talked about learning and unlearning behavior and thoughts. And within these two examples that I had just set, I had a lot of unlearning and learning about myself to do in order to change and to become the person I was post 20 year old me. So some of the classes that I took in college that really helped me was my communication class and my sociology class. 
with my overwhelming emotions of not sure what to do with them, I learned how to effectively communicate them to another person. I was able to address any issues or problems that I was feeling in any relationship of mine, whether it be a friend, a significant other, my family member, or really just anyone. So I, I found out that it was probably better for me at least to say sooner rather than later. But with that, I also learned to sit with my thoughts and those emotions to actually understand what I was feeling. And this way, I made sure that I wasn't going to respond off of heightened emotions like rage or anger. It also gave me time to really think about what I had wanted to say in a way that the other person would understand it and not take offense. Now, the way that I express my emotions now is something that is and will always be a work in progress for me, but I just understand myself a little bit better now to know that if I feel a certain way about something, it's best to talk it out before I end up hurting someone I love and care about. It had also taught me the essence of intentional listening because if I would like my emotions to be heard, then I know that the other person who may be displaying their emotions would also like to be heard as well. Now, I'll be honest, I still am a file keeper of insecurities, but I do try to use it to understand people and parts of why they are who they are or, you know, why they are feeling a certain way rather than to ever use it as ammo. Um, I know it may sound weird, but really that's just the best way that I could describe it in the most like sincere way for others to understand. Um, but now moving on to my sociology class. That class had taught me about social constructs that we have in our society. And among those constructs like race, class, and gender, sexuality was also one. I learned about how our society tends to assign meaning onto things that don't necessarily have a constructed meaning, like skin, and how our society has constructed the idea that a person's skin tone deems their capability and or ability to do anything. And another example, love and how our society has attempted to construct the idea of love based off of gender. However, if you actually look up the word love in the dictionary, there's really not one concrete definition of it, and that's just because it varies from person to person regardless of someone's gender. We've constructed these realities to look at things in a certain way, and anything that falls outside of those lines are quote-unquote not normal. And I've also learned that it really doesn't matter who you want to be with because if the love is real, then don't try to stop it from happening. But don't try to force anything either because it is an intimate thing and you don't really want to ruin that outlook for other people. But I also learned what it actually meant when people said love is love. And well, I'll just be honest with y'all, it's because I fell in love with a kid who's in jail which is another story time. But what I had learned for myself through this experience was love for me isn't necessarily about the physical aspect more than it is about the emotional and the mental aspect. Now, for those of you who are still listening and are probably thinking, well, this sounds like a confessional. One, you're not wrong. Um, but most importantly, it's really about the decisions to learn and unlearn behaviors and or thoughts. It's also about recognizing the mistakes that we've made, being able to hold ourselves accountable, learning from it, and while doing so, trying to make the change needed to better ourselves. I understand that I've hurt people in my past and that I've been the reason why someone feels as if they're not enough. And the thought of me doing that is literally disgusting because here I am now, trying to promote embracing one's individuality while exercising empathy when I wasn't even capable of doing that. 
literally two to three years ago. I had decided to write this episode not to justify my wrongdoings, but it's more so about me admitting to my faults. Like I said earlier, we're humans, things aren't perfect, I'm definitely not perfect. And I share these experiences not to try and show others my will to persevere through challenges and saying that my challenges are harder than someone else's or that it makes me better than someone else because really at the end of the day, the only person I will ever try to be better than is myself. But I share these experiences because maybe something within one of these stories may spark a moment of reflection within yourself. And really what you choose to do with that spark is ultimately up to you. My intention for this episode was to help others recognize that we all make mistakes in our lives, but it's a matter of what we choose to do afterwards is what really counts. We can choose to stay complacent because it's the easier, more comfortable thing to do, or we can look up to peek outside of the box we placed ourselves in and see the potential beauty that lies around us. However, in order for us to do that means we actually have to face the change or the challenges that can lie ahead. And some of those changes require us to acknowledge our faults. But the first step to change is acknowledgement. I would also like to apologize to anyone that I've hurt in my past with my words or my actions. I truly am sorry because you never deserved any of it. You never deserved any of my insecure projections. I am by no means a new person, but I am a person who can acknowledge my faults and can drop my pride to write about my wrongs. This concludes yet another episode of Are You Alone? Thank you so, 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 so much for listening and for your support. I will be posting new episodes every Wednesday, so please make sure to go like, follow, and subscribe. You can also keep up with Are You Alone on Instagram at AYA underscore podcast and on Facebook at the Are You Alone follow page. My name is Bianca, and as we continue our journey, all I ask is that you do your best to achieve life on natural euphoria.